Welcome to episode 101 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Big week coming your way with some end of tri- end of season track action from Europe, alongside news from the big half in London, plus some cross country news from UK Athletics, which we'll run through. But before all of that, in a week which saw more than a hundred schools have to close, even before the students had returned from summer break, because their flat roofs were built with reinforced, autoclaved, aerated concrete. Let me welcome to the show a man whose Achilles is similarly less durable and only willing to last around 30 years. How's life this week, Joshua? Yeah, all good. I actually, um, I just had a bit of a disaster in my run. I just did an eight-mile run. I was a half a mile from home and I was running a really, really nice little trail by the river. And uh, you know what happens like, in the evening? You get sort of clumps of flies. Well, I sort of inhaled five or six in one go. And my gag reflex instantly sort of went off three, probably three times, I think. And then I just chundered on the path. Pretty gross. Yeah. Half a mile from my house as well, which was probably worse. So other than that, I'm fine. Thank you. You have to get some huel. Yeah. Just get dinner, dinner for the family. A couple of huels. Huel <laughs> for humans. Okay. <laughs> um, as you just heard from, let's welcome my other co-host this evening who, much like the concrete, is a bit soft and susceptible to structural failure when exposed to a bit of moisture. So he's hoping for a nice, warm and dry day in Malaga. How's those preparations going, Shano? Your intro this week has been sensational. I think you need credit for this. Um, Been very accurate, both of them. My preparations have been wonderful so far. I'm week, week two of 12 weeks of base training, so I'm all good. Yeah, I'm quite happy that you've noticed the intro. A few weeks I dropped some things in and I, I, I'm pleased when a listener messages me in to say it's passed you two by, such as a, a football reference that always passes you by. But anyway, um, as Josh is off to the shops and... Shane... Just, just, a, just a quick inter- interlude. As I just muted, somebody just asked me if I wanted to buy some cannabis. Welcome to Cardiff. Um, How much did you buy? Yeah, three kilos. If you ever wondered why Josh is um, so good at recovery, then you know your answer. Well, from a change of schedule, let's mix things up. And apparently I am going first. So to buckle in, big week coming your ways. 89.2 miles. I think it's the biggest out of all three of us. So... I actually just quickly looked at the Strava leaderboard and I, I'm fairly high up it. I think I'm in the top 30, so I'm pleased about that. Anyway, back to last Monday. It was Bank Holiday Monday. I'd stayed over in South Witham at the in-laws. Annoyingly, I think Eliza woke up at about, she's in our room, woke up about five and then went to sleep in between us. And it's not a massive double bed. So I think between five and half seven, I got about two minutes sleep because I was half falling off the bed and Eliza was sprawled across in the middle. And 
yeah, when I did fall asleep, I think she um, punched me in the face to wake up. So that was all good. But the run itself was probably the best I felt in a in a long while. And th- my first thoughts was these uh, Normatec type boot recovery must be working wonders because my legs feel excellent. Um, I was back in South Wickham, so did did an old loop that I used to do when when I've stayed there. I've been living there. It's pretty quiet country roads. Um, goes through a village where, if anybody based in the UK heard the news about the woman kicking the horse a few months ago, yeah, went past that. So got in all the sites. Jamie Vardy lives down that road as well. So yeah. Um, that was my, I didn't say what I did, an hour, hour, eight and a half miles, seven minute miling on the dot, apparently. So that was Monday. Tuesday, I managed to get a session in. So as normal, went down to the cricket pitch and did two and a half, I went down at lunchtime, two and a half mile warm up. And the session I did was an adapted version of the Michigan workout which in itself has a few variations so i know when i've said i've done this variation before a certain chris perry wasn't happy with it so i'm going to call it the stamford workout from now on what what was it called aaron i missed that the michigan oh okay so the michigan is 1600 1200 800 with 90 seconds recovery but in between each of those reps you do 2k tempo they do it on the road around the track um but i did reps of four laps three laps two laps one lap so effectively 1600 1200 800 400 but i started with a mile temp i did a mile instead of 2k tempo so the session was a mile threshold, a mile hard, a mile threshold, 1,200 hard, mile threshold, 800 hard, a mile threshold, 400 hard, all off a minute 45 to 90 because I did a whole lap. Um, now, it's a fairly big session lap. It's almost eight mile of running, I think. And I wasn't too bothered about times. So I just wanted to make sure that the harder reps were harder and, and they were, I think all the tempo reps were, I think I've wrote them down somewhere. Maybe I haven't. All the tempo reps were about five, 10 to 15. And then the hard four laps was 503. Then I did 344, which is 75. So a bit quicker Then 226, which is 73. And then finished with a 70. So rapid. But anyway, that was all good. Um, with the warm-up and cool-down, it's a pretty bulky session. I think I did. So I just have to scroll back to it. Two-mile cool-down, two and a half up. So nearly 12 miles. That evening, I had some dinner about 7 o'clock. And then four, I would jump on the treadmill for 30 minutes. That was horrific. Um I considered quitting after 1K, 2K and 3K. And I also stuck on, I was in the garage, so I stuck on an old pair of Triumph, which I found. And they're probably about, they must be six years old now. They did not have any life in them. So that was not a good run. 30 minutes, 
four miles, seven to fifteens. Wednesday, I ran in the afternoon for mine, did a longer loop and looped back to meet Jenny, who was picking Eliza up from nursery. First, probably two minutes of this run, I felt horrific and thought I might need to stop. But in the end, I did 11 miles, 6.56ers. So broke seven-minute mile into Josh, so he was pleased. Just. That, that's a medium-long run done of sorts. Thursday, I jumped on the treadmill for 12K of tempo, which I did at 3.25s on the treadmill. So, again, this felt tougher than it should have done because I hadn't really recovered from the session on Tuesday. I was in a garage that was very, very humid, so it's dripping everywhere. To the extent my sweat at about 8, 9K in must have hit the incline button because I think I text you boys, I felt like my legs had gone and I was going out the back of the treadmill and then I saw I was on 4% incline. So that made it a little bit tougher, but got it in. So 5K up, 4K down, 13 miles, 6.12s. Um, Tick that one off. Friday, joined Philippa and Ruth in the morning just for a nice, easy six miles at 7.40s. Um, I think we just looped around town, trying to avoid Burley because it's Burley Force Trials weekend. So pretty, pretty busy in Stamford. Friday evening, I was back in South Witham, did 35 minutes, nearly five miles at 7.13s. Just tried to keep it easy across a few fields. One of the fields out the back of Jenny's parents' house, um, there's a couple of styles to get through the fields. And the barb wired over the style. So I thought that was nice. Nice little. And one of the styles was not. Do you know some of these fields out our way, Shane? It was a plank of wood that didn't look like it would halt. So I sort of had to put one leg over the over the barbed wire and hope that when I lifted my other leg to step over, it wasn't just going to collapse underneath me. So that was yeah, a few seconds where I was worried for my life. Um, it was very humid again. It started to get warmer, didn't it, Friday? So we've gone into a bit of heat wave in the UK. So Saturday morning, I had to get this one done nice and early because I was at my mother-in-law's 60th for the rest of that day. So I met Ben and James down in, in Gretford for our little 10K loop. And the long run session was a mile jog then the lap as i say is, is 6.1 miles so we're going to do a lap at 640s a lap at 620s a lap at sixes but the last mile of that last lap we we're going to push into marathon pace if we could the, that's quite a big pickup well what do you mean the last mile. Well, if it's just one mile i hate doing that like uh dropping from you what 40 50 seconds a mile yeah, but you've got to remember my marathon pace at the moment is is probably about five thirty five. So oh, fair. Only yeah, I guess. probably twenty seconds per mile. Um 
the problem was I I didn't really um appreciate how hard these long runs are. So I woke up probably a bit too late because we started at seven forty five. I woke up probably about six forty five, had a flapjack and a coffee and took out one bottle of just high five um zero tablets so there's no any no carbohydrates in it i had two gels what i put on the car one was a cherry sis gel that went out of date in 2021 and the other was a mortine caffeine gel that went out of date in 2022 so i the first 640s felt okay 620s was wasn't too bad we picked up and i wanted to run sixes and we were running probably low 550s i think they're probably 552s and it was just too too much and like josh on the second lap i choked on a fly and nearly was sick also on the second lap so bear in mind we're on rural country roads we're running on the right hand side of the road so into the traffic a car's coming towards us so he has to like move out a little bit because otherwise there was a bush next to us so we couldn't go anywhere so he's sort of stopped. So we ran around the car to the left. And there was another car behind us. Well, he wasn't happy that we'd taken two seconds out of his day on Saturday morning at 8.15. So he gave us a few few signs, um, which it just surprised. I don't quite understand why people get so angry with runners being on the road. Because... I mean, the only other option was for us to walk around the car, which would have taken even longer for both of them to get through. So I don't really know what he's expecting, to be honest with you. But all in all, um, oh, we did a mile jog at the end, I think. All in all, it's like 20 and a half miles, 6.22s for just over two hours. Um, Woke up. Oh, so Saturday afternoon. It was the Aaron Scott, Josh Lund derby. Cardiff for Ipswich. Ipswich 2-0 down. Pulled it back for the big 3-2 win, didn't we? So that was good. I'm sure Josh was really into it. Mate, I was watching the Arsenal game. Arsenal support, aren't I? The problem with Arsenal is they always try and walk it in. Anyway, um, <laughs> Sunday. Have you watched the IT crowd? No. Uh, so that reference is lost on you as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sunday, I we were going back to South Witham and I thought my best bet on tired legs was just to run um, and meet Jenny by day one, almost in South Witham. So I did an hour and two, nearly nine miles, 7.06s. Ran across some, some fields on most of this one. And again, to be honest, it was one of those runs where my legs felt tired at the start. But once I got over halfway, it was actually okay. I think I got some adrenaline because I went through this woods. I went in the wrong entrance by the looks of it. And have you been in any woods where there's like those shooting towers for pheasants? Well, there's well, a lot. I have been shooting. I actually, I used to go shooting with Mickey Moore. That's a throwback. But there were no towers. Yeah, but you know when there's like pheasant feed and all those things around. Anyway. I was running down these like 
farm tracks in the middle of this woods thinking this isn't a footpath and if they're shooting and I'm moving I'm about as big as a pheasant so I could get shot any minute so I think that put put a bit of adrenaline in me Josh what you like about this run is it was all uphill so I took a leaf out of your book anyway that was a lot of running to talk about but it was 89.2 miles featuring a Tuesday session a Thursday tempo and a Sunday progressive long run you're getting there mate you're getting there I am but that Saturday long run I didn't have enough recovery from Thursday evening because again it was 36 hours so to try I want as I said I want to pick up to like five like to be honest I want to pick up to 525 in the last mile and thought that would feel easy I picked up to 525 for 200 meters and was like nah I actually ran a 540 mile because it, it's slightly downhill I think so anyway okay but not not the best um, but the the, di- the direct direction it's the right way to oh yeah go. yeah of course yeah so got the volume in I wanted to so another one of those well I'd have a few of those and I'll hopefully start feeling some some fitness um now you're back home Josh are you ready to go for your week I am indeed <clears throat> so last week I actually um I well first thing Monday was bank holiday um but I had the rest of the week off so I've got I had quite a lot of holiday to use up um and I had an exam this morning and I've got one on Friday so just used um some annual leave just to get some studying done which was nice it meant I had a bit more freedom sort of running wise time wise um so yeah Monday morning uh I went out pretty early actually um considering it was bank holiday first mile I felt a little bit I wouldn't say ropey but was slower than probably normal um I haven't done loads of runs in the morning recently just because normally my Achilles isn't as good in the morning as it is in the evening or lunch. So I normally just go to sort of the favourable times there. But um ended up doing eight miles, average six fifteens. Most of that was probably like six to six fifteens to be honest. Um first mile was pretty slow. Then did some strides after, so just four by fifteen seconds. Just wanted to try and get my legs moving a little bit. Um, that I feel like because I've not done loads of sessions um, I do feel a little bit slow so I thought that'd be quite good then Tuesday morning I went out on the bike um, just did 30 minutes um, just basically still just acting as a as a double sort of session day uh, sorry not double session as a double day um, on my session days so yeah did that and then in the evening I actually met up with um uh, a guy called Aaron Phelps. So he lives, uh, or he's in Cardiff quite a bit. Um, went to, he actually used to live with Josh Griffiths at uni. He's a good lad. So I had 10 by 800 off, six, uh, off 90 seconds. Um, and he he originally had Ks, but we sort of just changed and did my 800. Um, and let me get my, have you got my Strava open there? I can't remember what reps I even ran. Your splits. Yeah. And they're mostly between sort of 220 and 222. Um, Maybe the odd 223 in there. 224, 222, 
222. Is that it? Uh, this should be more. 217. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, yeah, so that felt all right, actually. I wore the ASICs um, Meta Speeds, I think, Meta Speed Plus. And I did some strides in them, and I hated them doing the strides. I thought these are shit. Then I got the when I got moving on the reps, they felt a little bit better. Um, but I still definitely think they're the worst of the three that I've tried. So the Asics, sorry, the Adidas and Vaporflyers are definitely better in my opinion. Um, and I'll come on to that because I wore them on Thursday as well. So yeah, I felt felt right. I I pushed the last one a little bit. I went through in sort of sixty eight and kind of carried that on a little bit. Um, just outside, so around two seventeen. Um, and that felt that felt right actually. I wasn't sort of pushing too hard. I I actually texted Rob and sort of said, I'm definitely starting to feel fitter. I just don't want to sort of get a bit too greedy and sort of force them, um, because they are meant to be sort of ten k pace, and that is probably already a little bit fast. So, um, yeah, felt right. Then when, yeah, solid. Wednesday went out pretty early. Second, solid twenty-eight twenty pace, two sixteen, isn't it? I'm in shape. What can I say? <laughs> um, yeah, Wednesday, um, I had a bike fit at ten o'clock, so a secondary bike fit, um, like a follow-up. So I was running pretty early actually. Um, Seven forty-nine met. Um, couple lads from the uni so a guy called carl a guy called adam and they normally run with maddie so they run like 730s to sort of 715 pace for their easy runs and i'd asked them at the track the night before i was like do you want to run in the morning and they'd sort of agreed and then someone to put in a group chat you do realize josh probably will run sort of six twenty six thirties. so they didn't say anything they came along it was the first thing they did mention when uh, i met up with them and actually i sort of sat I didn't really want to push the pace too much because um, I wasn't tired, but it was pretty early. Um, and we actually ended up running pretty quick, um, certainly for, for their easy run. So if you look at the last one, two, three, four, five, the last five miles were metronomic. 613, 613, 613, 611, 612. There you go. Um, but yeah, I felt pretty good. Um, sort of, it takes me a couple of miles to get, to get warmed up. Um, then you yeah, have my bike fit. I um changed my handlebars actually on my bike. So any cyclist out there, I've gone from like a forty-one, I think, centimeter frame. Uh, not frame. Uh, handlebars. No. Width. Huh? What you said for yeah? When you said frame, I was like forty-one. No, sorry. No. no uh, yeah, forty-one to thirty-eight, and it feels a little bit more normal now. Um. So yeah, I don't. I, I dropped my seat a little bit more as well. But it's funny, my seats dropped so much from the first time I went, but it's quite interesting. Um, so, yeah, so I absolutely nailed it back, but I didn't put that on Strava. Um, but I did go out for a ride on Thursday morning, and it was, I don't know it was like there, but it was absolutely hammering it down here. It's horrendous. My, um, my shoes were just absolutely soaking wet afterwards, um, so that was pretty unenjoyable. It was just 30 minutes. Then in the evening, I had six by a mile at threshold of 60 seconds. And this is quite interesting because we meant, or you mentioned it, Aaron, before about people doing loops, just going to the same spot rather than doing what your watch says. So what I did uh, is that the first one I did a mile and then I ran to the same spot. And basically my watch said 0.99 on every single other rep. <laughs> And even on the first rep, that's where you went wrong. No, I didn't. 
if you that's on Strava, we don't care about Garmin. Strava Zero point nine nine from the word go. Fine, but on my watch it was one. Um, Either yeah. way, what what is good is you went to bed knowing that you'd done a good thing, and the world's a better place because you yeah. ran laps. Well, better than that, do you know how I remembered where to run? So Tom Baird was also doing a mile session. So what we did is. Currently in Butte Park, there's a dinosaur festival and there's a banner, which is like the Dino Fest. So we've, we moved it and now it's called the, the Dino Loop. Sorry. So that's how I remembered where to go. I actually felt really, really bad starting this on my warm up. Um, and I think I text you too. I didn't have any Red Bull. I think I mentioned this last week, which made my stomach a bit better. But I felt very, very lethargic. And I think it's... I know Shane used to put something in in our group, like a, a cheat sheet or something. But I I think it's something to do with milk or dairy, um, because I had to go to the loo three times on the warm up as well, which is ridiculous. And when I went through what I'd eaten in the day, it it was like there was nothing else it could possibly be. Um, so I think that is something I'm going to try and cut out next and see if that helps. But anyway, pace-wise, they're all between sort of 4.56 and 4.58, I think. Um, if we go off where I stopped, which I will, because it was faster. I'll give, um, you, I'll give you the 0.1. Thanks. It's because you ran to 1,600 metres instead of 1,609. Nine, yeah, must be. But yeah, I felt all right. I felt a bit like, uh, but the pace didn't feel too quick. It was just a bit of a grind. Um, then Friday, bearing in mind I was off work, 7.30 p.m., classic, classic, Josh, uh, five miles, 6.27s, uh, I, I, I don't even have a reason for running that late, to be honest, just, yeah, did, then, yeah, studying hard, um, then Saturday I did 10 miles, average 6.09s, um yeah felt pretty good actually um ran from my house for once i've been at maddie's pretty much a week um one thing on this run actually i did i i get a little bit of tightness i'd say between the junction between my achilles and my Soleus, and sometimes it, it almost like builds up and then if i stop and like rub my thumb and it, it kind of goes and then it gradually builds up again but I don't get it on all runs, but this was one one run I did get it on. Um, I did have it tonight, actually. I, I stopped and did, I sort of massaged it out almost. And then Sunday, um, I thought, oh, I'll run at 8.20 because I can get back. I can watch Cardiff half. I can watch the big half. Um, and then I got back from my run, went to tune into the big half, and it finished. Yeah, started half eight. Yeah, I was, I was like, brilliant. So shout! I'm going to give a shout out to Dan Hamilton. He's a, I would say my probably most reliable training partner nowadays. Um, but he ran sixty five fifty five, I think, um, which is a big PB for him. So that was good to see. Um, I did fourteen, average six tens last year. Um, a bit quicker, sort of between six and five forty fives. Um, yeah, that's about it, really. 
went to the gym in the evening and I've got pretty bad doms from it because I was uh, sort of getting my, my deadlifts back. Um, so, yeah, so that's one thing actually I've probably not mentioned much going through my week, but consistently been at least in the gym once a week. And I've been doing like a, a calf program two to three times a week as well on top of that. So just been trying to keep on top of the sort of the prehab stuff, prehab slash rehab. Uh, you said Cardiff half. 10K. Oh, 10K was on, was it? Um, I said half, I meant 10K. What mileage should you end on for the week? 69.99, I think. Solid. All right. Um, I think now Shane's made some notes, potentially. I think he's ready to talk for his week. If you haven't made notes and this isn't interesting, then you're back to first next week. Um, it's probably not interesting. I was, I, I was just uh, catching up on something. Right, week. So I have hardly listened to any of your two's weeks. So I'm gonna have to get back listening on the pod. So I apologize. Um, my week. I'll be quick because it's boring. Um, Monday did just under an hour. 58 minutes, 35 seconds, 7.13 pace. I have no recollection of this run. Uh, I was rough, I think, though, to be fair, still, from the weekend. Um, yeah. Uh, originally, the plan actually on Monday was to do a, a like a short, really short temperate marathon pace on tired legs the day after a long run. I decided that was probably not wise after drinking so much and getting such little sleep on the Saturday, which probably was a good call. So we, I shuffled my week around quite a lot. So on Tuesday, I plan to do the sort of hour 30 run with um, a two minute surge each mile. I've done loads, uh, quite like this run. So in the end, I sort of adapted it to uh, 10 miles in the middle of the run. I ran down and met the lads about three miles away, they wanted about um, a sort of, well, no, two miles away. They wanted about 12 miles. So I did a mile easy with them. And then we did 10 miles where we did a two-minute surge each mile to roughly threshold pace. Running down uh, running down the hill, it's literally downhill. My legs felt great. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in great shape. The first surge, I think uh, I... Think I I think I took it. And honestly, I, I thought I was winning like 440 pace. I looked down at my watch. It was 540 pace. I felt awful. <laughs> like, oh no. So in the end, I managed to sort of pick that one back up. Um, and the pace of the two minute surge for each of the next 10 miles were as follows. Uh, 507, 509, 503, 453, 501, 458. 512, 508, 502, 454. So all about right, I guess. Um, who, took, my body who took 452, Tom? Uh, actually, that would have been me. That would have been me, actually. But we, we so we did the, the first three were down that um, sort of the gravel, gravel path um, into the headwind. Yeah. And then that fourth one was a little bit protected and on tarmac and to be fair it, it was actually a lot better on tarmac felt a lot better then um but then i also took the 512 i also took the slowest one so 
can always rely on me. It's looking good for Malaga with that judgment of pace. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. So they were a bit erratic, but the effort felt fine, and we all start to get a bit tired towards the end. I, I don't actually think I've done ten before, um, so I thought it was going to be easier than what it was. But I, I also, I think I had a bit too much for lunch because my just my body just felt awful and. When I got home, I had quite a bad stomach. So luckily that wasn't on the run. It was just afterwards. Uh, Wednesday did just over 10 miles in 7.21 pace. No recollection of this run either. I would do, you know do actually. Do you know Sorry? when um, good podcasts and like radio shows and they're so slick and polished that you almost think that just comes naturally. They don't do any prep. We're like the polar opposite, I think, sometimes. Yeah, we're organic. I do remember that run now. Uh, the sun came out, so I did a run with my top off, and it was lovely. My legs didn't feel the same. Um, Thursday, I did a double. I did another morning run, and I did five miles. Actually, Josh, you'll like this. I did 4.99 miles. At seven fifteen pace. So, I also did. Um, I forgot to say on Tuesday, Josh I did fifteen point nine eight miles. How's that? Oh, stress me out. So, um, yeah, I like I like coming on this. Great. Um, I actually didn't feel too bad in the morning once I got going, but I completely miscalculated my route. Well, I didn't. I just can't work out at the best of times. Never mind in the morning when I'm still half asleep. Um, I also really struggled to breathe and my heart rate was so abnormally low. So my conclusion is I literally don't wake up in the morning. I might be active and moving around, but that my insides are still asleep and that's why you shouldn't morning run. But I'm going to do more of them. Anyway, uh, in the evening, um, we had coaching just before. So I ran with Ronnie in the evening and we did... 5.12 miles, 36.45, 7.11 pace. Um, yeah, far all right for that, to be fair. Um, then on to... Oh, and actually coaching was good. So we normally run around a cricket pitch. We normally do timed sessions, but I set everyone a wave tempo and um, people are picking it up. Remember when we very first did like a wave tempo and we couldn't get it right for shit? You All the athletes, they nailed it. I couldn't know. Um, yeah, they got it right. So that was pretty good. Nice to see uh, results. Okay. All the people. I think in Lincoln, you're the only people to call it a wave tempo. The rest of the world call it like in and outs or just over and unders or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, in and out, over and under. Is it, is it basically like why I did my marathon stuff? K on, K up. Yeah. Fl- oh, I love, I love that shit. It's just when you make it K on, K on harder. Yeah. That's that's what you got to aim for, Shane. It's a, it's a wave. I liked Aaron where we did K, K on, K on, K on. Mine's a flood. <laughs> Your easy runs are floods. Right, anyway. Uh, Friday, as Aaron said, it got warm. So we did some hills, I did five miles before the hills then i did 10 by 30 seconds same stretch normally do they were fine started off 
quite slow actually and I thought I was going to be a bit faster but by the end I was, felt okay but I was wet very very wet it was very moist and I don't know I went out in a t-shirt because I'm an idiot um and then we did just about 5k after them as well so in, in total I think we did uh yeah just over 10 miles um in total for the day for that run Saturday uh did a long run and I had two hours 15 easy scheduled met a couple of lads up in Highcombe um who I coach and one was Ryan and he loves being on the front and he kept pushing the pace and I had to tell him to slow down it's too hard for me so I did but I actually did feel pretty good I did two hours 16 43 and average 645 pace and um, so, yeah, I did actually feel pretty good. Apart from, I got to about an hour 50 in and I think my brain just recognised that I was nearly done and I wasn't. And I actually found that quite hard to just sort of get through that. So I counted to a thousand again and I was fine. Um, more importantly, after that run, we got our flights booked, didn't we, Aaron? Yes, yeah, so I booked I booked our flights and... Shane's um, return flight, I've ticked the box for someone who needs assistance. Um, but I've said he's going to bring his own wheelchair, so I've not like put the airline at any stress. So if anyone uh, for Ryanair is listening, I've had a knee injury this this year, so it's, um, it's because of that, honest. Just for clarification, I haven't actually done that. Just <laughs> that. Um, but anyway, um, yes, we've booked our flights, so we just need to book some accommodation there. Yeah, we'll get on to that, maybe. The, dangerous, the dangerous thing is Shane has convinced me to stay to, until the Wednesday afterwards. So, Yeah, boy. It's going to be bad. Interestingly, every single day, i.e. two days, since they got booked, I have a notification to say that they've come down in price. I need well, to turn that off. I mean, we didn't pay much for them, to be honest. That is true. That is true. They're like 60 65 pounds for return flights to Malaga. How, how much will you pay me to come pace you? Uh, zero, because you'll be the worst pacemaker ever. Yes, that's no, true. I'll do it for Meros. You do just do the half, mate. You'll be able, you might be able to keep up with us by then for half. He'll <laughs> have to stop his stretches Achilles, though, so it might be a bit of a yeah problem. Um. Anyway, Sunday. Now, before I get into today, obviously, Aaron, you did eighty nine miles. See, what the listeners I can I can I can feel that they're waiting to know: did I or did I not beat you on mileage? No, I didn't. So Sunday, I did. Uh, I actually went to watch uh, Will and Ten K. Um, so ran around whilst watching that. So I managed to clock up in total. 8.57 miles at various paces in an hour and one. Average 7.08, started very slow. Had a couple of stretches where I was nailing it to try and see the boys. Um, But it was very, very moist again. And I was dripping. Um, And I had far, far too many people thinking they were funny fuckers telling me that I went the wrong way. It's not funny. Don't do it. Well, I'm not going to run. the funniest thing about this was 
Will and Ten K is a loop, and Shane has not completed one loop. He's just gone <laughs> out and back along the straight road. So, why do you not just run it in reverse? Because um, I don't know. You I wanted to, I wanted to be at certain points, and then we like we we parked up, jogged like the kale mile or whatever. Met Tom, did his warm up with him, then. I kind of wanted to see the starts. So we'll get a clock on it. So, yeah, I just did that. But uh, what I probably should have done is got there in advance, done my run, finished by the time it started, and then I could have watched yeah. it properly. Probably. That would have been most sensible. It um, would. But I don't do that. So, um, anyway, it was decent. It was it was good. Uh, Joe won it in 29.50. So, it was a good run. Um Saw one of your athletes on the bike, Erin. Anna was there, wasn't she? She's meant to be running. Yep, she was, but somebody broke her, didn't they? I, I could take no responsibility for <laughs> anything my athletes do. Um, the It was nice to see another Lincolnshire champion. I'm on that trophy from about 2012. Yeah. yeah. Is that still your PB, Erin? Probably. I feel like it is. Yeah. Could be actually. I mean I remember uh, that day you won, you beat Luke Gunn. Uh I beat Anthony Ford and people, but I don't know if Gunny Gunny was probably there, yeah. There's some names. But um my thirty twelve must be worth what, twenty eight twelve? In today, yeah. Yeah, easy. Definitely. Uh, so yeah. anyway, the good week. 83 miles, nine hours 40 of running. And I feel pretty good, actually. Um, I've been moaning all year. I should have just started doing 80 miles. We'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. We'll see you so, on We'll see you on 90 next week. Uh, not quite. I've, I was trying to work out how I could do 90 without having to double day. And I don't think it's doable for me. It's definitely not. Right, yeah. let's move on. Uh, Strava leaderboard, Josh on his phone, so I've already got it screenshotted in the notes. He's got the notes in front of him. No. No, right. I'll get on my phone, it's a nightmare. So top, Jake Barraclough, 181 miles. So I, I will go through that and we'll come back to this. I've got, I've got more information on this story. Second, Amitai. Who's what well, is that? How you say his name from Peterborough? Yeah, so he's Amy. out. In, he's out in Kenya doing some sort of marathon a day. He did 159 miles. Uh, Jasper McDowell with his 135 miles can only come third. So that's ridiculous. Um, I think top for, potentially. I screenshot this and I haven't got it open, but Christine Watermelon top 85.7. Joanna Basholtz 85.2. Anya Culling 79.4. Also on 79.4. Ronnie Wilson. Um now this is probably the first week that all three of us have made the top hundred. So I slotted in. Shane was around 50th, I was around 30th. Josh, you are hundredth. You've just Good. stuck in. Good. So I'm on less miles this week as well, so I won't be there for, for a couple of weeks. On sixty-nine point nine as well. Yeah, I knew it was. I saw it with 
it would have been after my session and i worked it out because i will never go over for an easy i had i had 14 miles did 14.00 i had 10 miles 10.00 so i knew on thursday i was already going to be 0.99 good yeah um quickly oh. just going back to to jake barraclough so I said last week I'd uh, I'd message him and try and find out what he's doing because I know he's running basically from rugby to Paris, I think, in two weeks. Um, so it's basically for a government campaign. They've just asked him to do it because um, he's doing another challenge in Japan. So it's yeah, basically for a, an advert. He said commercial, but you can tell he's been to America. Um, so, yeah, so effectively uh, he's running from rugby school where it was invented to Paris because the World Cup's going to start there. Um, so, yeah, there you go. So, I know I saw on his Instagram, he's definitely in France. And he's got a couple more days left. Um, but, yeah, he's chugging along. Good intel. Um, I just looked average pace for last week. Joshy came third. Um, we're not going to count Jarvis because he's only done 25 miles. Um, so, Isaac Ellard, back top. Dan Hamilton in second, Josh Lunn in third, and Ben Savile in fourth. Um, so you four like it? Give a screw loose. What was the What was the number? What do you mean? What What average pace do I have? Six fifteen for you. That's all right. Six oh seven for Dan. Yeah. Anyway, um, Strava Mona or Mona of the week. Who wants to go? I feel like Josh was a bit angry this week. Um, what was I angry at? Yeah. Uh, you were angry, I, I think. The only way to summarise this is you were a bit annoyed about mainly... Oh, I remember. No, don't worry. Let me go. Let me go. Right. So, what I dislike is people putting targets out there, specifically social media influencers well i'm gonna go back one step i only really ever have problems with social media influencers most other people are fine but putting targets out there one day saying you want to run x time in a race going and doing the race the race goes clearly goes badly and then posting and saying you had a different plan how have you changed the plan from the evening before I do not understand. Or trying to find any slight stat out that of makes it look better. Make it look better than it. Yeah. I fucking hate it. <laughs> just say, Phil Sesman is my idol. He just said, contemplating life on Tower Bridge. Like, he's gone off too hard. He knows he's gone off too hard and he's accepted it. And I respect it. Yeah. We need more people like Phil. Yeah. Just a bit there of honesty, isn't it? I feel I feel us voicing this is starting to help change. Oh, we're ch- we're changing the world because I've seen a few comments I've been tagged in on Strava where people are, are slowly set, admitting their legs um, are their own and it's it's their own fault. So it's good to see the, probably... the amount of people on that note though that I did see say if the conditions were better at Cardiff 10k, it was fucking amazing. Like, what did they want a tailwind for 10k? Yeah. <laughs> that's what, I I don't, I don't that's what you got really... for your half wasn't it well, yeah. Well, that shame, that. <laughs> yeah you had to get it in in Newcastle <laughs> um, yeah it's it's incredible that people seek 
this mythical perfect day. But we've probably all been guilty of that too. But with experience, you learn that it's never going to happen. Anyway, should we go to some listener questions? Um, I've got a couple here. Talking big half, Josh, this one's directed at you, from David Fork. He said, based on big half results, how long until Josh buys Puma or New Balance shoes? Ah, now, I actually have those Puma ones. And controversially, I didn't really like them, to be honest. I uh, I haven't worn them. I actually got them last last winter for Christmas. Um, and I mean, I didn't pay for them, so I'm going to get that straight out there. They were gifted, but I didn't really like them. They were too soft in the forefoot for me. Um, that I didn't really feel like they had much of a rocker. Yeah, I mean, I thought the traction on them was really good. But yeah, for me personally, I don't think they're a shoe that I would wear to race in. And you, you, you did have the initial New Balance Super Shoe, which you also... Yeah, I think it'd be unfair to comment on New Balance's new one because I think they've moved a long way since then. Yeah. The, the one that I've seen some good things about is the new Mizuno Zebra Shoe. I've had them as well. I did like them. They've got a new version. Oh, really? Even more insane than the first one. Interesting. See what Ross Braden bangs around Battersea Park before we just, uh, before before we test them. He needs to get back running first. Um, (laughs) Right. Next question. If, if you could each only race one distance for the rest of your life, what would it be? Half marathon. Josh is half. Shane? 1,500. <laughs> That's a terrible decision. That is one of the worst shouts I've ever had in my life. Just you, don't, you don't get a stitch. It's over quickly and you can do 40 mile a week. Mm. You might have a point. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with... I don't know. I think I can, I'm gonna I can guess yours, but say it first. But I don't think I like it. I'm gonna go one distance. Let's. I'm gonna go for five miles. <laughs> oh, I wasn't gonna guess that. <laughs> you, were you gonna guess three k, Josh? I was gonna guess five. Yeah, but five k is the what it hurts far too much. Um. I like it, but it does. I actually do like the truck, but I think the middle ground would be 10k. And I said five mile because less people would do it and I'd look a bit better at it. So that's why five mile. Um, last question Which area of the UK is the strongest running scene? Well, it's not Nuneaton. Are we talking strongest in pure quality or depth? I don't understand. Oh, none eaten. They don't eat. Not strong. Try. Uh, I didn't get it. I thought there was an inside joke between you two. Skinny as Where's the strongest, Josh? <laughs> um, I'm going to say Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. Stockport was going strong, but that's gone off a bit hasn't it um yeah Loughborough's always pretty solid 
Yeah, I'd agree. Um, but yeah, Loughborough or Leeds. I, th- I think Leeds have got the distance side sewn up at the moment. Um, and it's and you've got the triathlete lot that can jump in, and they're probably in 28, 30, 29 minute shape all year round. Yeah, and they've got good facilities, so yeah, it's probably Leeds, not London. No, it, no. it depends if you mean depth for influences. Oh, exactly. That's very strong. Yeah. Um, Leeds, I think, yeah. Right, let's go to some news. Um, first of all, there was some news from, I think it was UK Athletics. I actually don't know, but let's say UK Athletics. Um, where race director, Eamon Martin, has created a new cross-country event at Parliament Hill Fields um, trying to replicate the night of 10,000s but cross country so on January the 20th with the support of On Running um, the the World Trials event on January the 20th so that's quite is that the week before Suffolk Regionals usually are? It is isn't it? Yeah I think so so there's a new event where they're planning on having a two two k lap that's going to be spectator friendly with a good hill in it, and they're going to have a tent as well and a hairpin bend and trying to get it a bit more engaging. I'm just trying to work out what the distances will be because if they're selecting for the world cross, I presume they're selecting for the short course race as well, are they? Um, is there a short course or long course anyway? Probably should add some more details, but. There's a new cross-country event coming um, to London in January. So I imagine it will be... Is the world 10K now? I think they've lessened it, haven't they? I think they've no upped, idea, the women, I think they upped the women's to 10K and lowered the men's back down to 10K. So, I'm um, not sure. But yeah, I mean... It, it sounds like it should be good. I mean, it's it's sort of what Podium have been doing of late. So, um, sounds like they've just got their idea and, and ran with it a bit further. But I'm not. Oh, so the World Cross is in Croatia on February the tenth. That's why it's so early. So, I, I, I saw a couple of comments on this. One from John Beatty who said it, it sounds good in principle if they're going to select full teams from it. If you're not going to select full teams from it, then yeah. it sort of devalues the point of it. So, well, see what... well, Maybe. It might not. If, they, if the point is to put on a spectacle, yeah, but it might not. Do. If you're not going to get a full team from it, who's going to go? Because it's quite, that's quite early in January to be in in shape cross country. Um I suppose if, if they can if they can commercialise it a little bit more like the podium have done, people might just want to go anyway. But it's gonna be part of it. Isn't that gonna be difficult because you've got like a lot of people doing Valencia Marathon in December, a lot of people then doing Seville in February. And that's a lot of our distance runners at the moment. A lot of our top distance runners are marathon kind of guys but charts moving to doing New York isn't it so hmm. we'll see anyway um actual news there's a couple of 
diamond leagues last week. I think the first one was in Zurich at the start of the week. I didn't catch any of this, but a couple of British results of interest here in the 1500. Um, Josh Kerr came second in 330. He got beat by Yared Nagus. And in fourth, a late entry into this Diamond League because of the flight chaos, I think. He got a slot. George Mills came fourth in a new PB of 3.30. So, good run out for George. Um, then, in the 5,000, it went back to how all the races have been all year and Kajelcha won in 12.46. So, yeah. Uh, I, I missed most of this. Uh, most of the evening, but I did see the last sort of three or four laps of this. He looked phenomenal. He just, he ran, he just banging out 60, 61s. He ran um, fourth kilometre, 231, last kilometre, 232, dead. So two 231s, basically. Yeah. Um, and Grant Fisher uh, came third in that. So good to see he's, uh, he's on his way back. Yeah. But it just, just, I don't understand what happens to them at major champs. But there you go. Um, then there was the oh, Xiamen. Is that how you say it in China? Xiamen. Anyway, starts for next, ends with men. Um, okay. Diamond League. The 1500 here, um, Melissa Courtney Bryant broke fourth for the second time in her career. She was a couple of hundredths outside of PB with 358. 0.22 um, and in the 3000 which Chibet won Eloise Walker uh, ran 8.48 for one second PB the other track news I think from Saturday night potentially was there was a 5000 metres in Berlin well there was a whole event in Berlin but but of interest was 5k where G'day tried to run a new world record she, I think it was actually Sunday evening Sunday um, she just missed it by four seconds. Um, she had 1408.79. It's the fourth fastest ever run for that distance. And I think she Interesting. just... Interesting. She's doing a marathon as well, isn't she? Is she? Yeah. What, Valencia? Um, I think she's actually doing New York from memory. Well, Valencia's 13 weeks away, so still plenty. Uh, I suppose it's all right. Um, British interest in that was Jess Judd, uh, fifteen oh four, and a PB for Hannah Nuttall in fifteen sixteen. Right, big half, which Josh didn't watch. I didn't watch. Um, I, I, I watched it back, so okay. I, I can comment. Well, I'll read through, and you can add some depth to it. Uh, Jack Rowe and Callie Fackery took the wins at the big half, where all six athletes on the podium qualified for the World Half Marathon, which is at the inaugural World Road Running Champs on October the 1st. Uh, Athletics Weekly, I think this is, so Jack Rowe um, clocked 61.18 and his he basically picked up in the last 5k, so he ran a 46-second PB, I think. Um, but even though he's qualified for World Halves, he sounds like he wants to run the 5k in, in Latvia at the, at the champs. Yeah. So, um, he has to qualify there first, which was a race. There's a race 
as part of the Great North weekend, which is next weekend, this weekend. The Great North. Yeah, this weekend. Wow. Yeah. Um, second was Mohammed Mohammed. He ran 61.16. Um, was Butchart third? Yes, Butchart said. Yeah, Butchart third in 62.15, which was a PB as he builds up for New York Marathon. Um, and if those three don't decide, Johnny Mella finished fifth and he got the qualifying time. I haven't got Johnny's time here, but he was a 62 high. Um, yeah, well, jo- Johnny had the time already. He was the only one going into the race with the time. Okay. Uh, obviously, big um, draw of this race was Mo Farah. He was fourth. He set or he smashed the UK Vet 40 record with a 62-43. That's mad, isn't it, when you think about it? So, um, so yeah, some quick times there on the, on the women's. As I said, Kali Fakre, uh, she's building up to the McCurdy Micro Marathon, which we talked about the other week. Um, and she's aiming to run under the Olympic standard of 226.50. So, yeah, she took the win. Have you got a time, Josh? It was about 69.10. Yeah. God. And then Rose Harvey was second in 70.02 and Abby Donnelly was third in 70.31. Any comments on the race then, Josh? Um, it was a really good race to watch with um, Jack and um, Mohammed Mohammed actually. There was a bit of a group that got away. I think uh, a few victims, we go back through the results. And as we mentioned earlier, Phil Sersman probably admitted he was one of them. Um, but yeah, there was quite quite a few guys that went with that front group. And then um, they sort of plugged away. It was Mohammed Mohammed really pushing the pace the whole way. Um, Mo Farah actually, he was probably back in fifth or sixth. Um, he was, I wouldn't say one of the first to drop, but he certainly wasn't the last. So he wasn't fourth until the finish. Um, Johnny Meller was with that group of three with Butchart. Uh, and Zach Mohammed was up there as well. Um, looked like he's got a, a Nike deal by the looks of it. Um, it looks very good. Then, yeah, I mean, it was pretty much a K to go and Jack sort of, up the little incline and I remember it coming the other way in London Marathon as you come out of Cutty Sark um, there's a little bridge because I, I remember that's where I thought oh dear I'm in a little bit of bother here that's at London yeah uh, yeah that's right um, and he just sort of squeezed up that hill and uh, yeah, he just broke my um, so yeah it was, it was a really good race to watch in the women's um, the coverage was pretty pretty minimal um, it showed Cali now and then and yeah i mean she was always on her own really so um there's not really much to sort of sound that yeah um okay so the last result of the weekend was for our distance people utmb was on oh no i knew this was coming as soon as you just said that i've got some actual facts for once on an ultra marathon so utmb 172 kilometers long 106 106 miles if you work in Imperial. Um, 32, nearly 33,000 feet, 10,000 meters of climbing. Um, around the Alps, the the big news in the women was Courtney DeWalter was, um, was racing. And I mean, surprise, surprise, she took the win. 
Um, she led the race from about 20 miles in and won in 23 hours and 29 minutes. On the men's side, the the depth was well, it's pretty deep. Um, there was a pack for most of the first third half of the race, of which Jim Walmsley was there. There was the other American, Zach Miller, and Tom Evans was also up there. Uh, Tom Evans had to withdraw at Cormier. Now, talking of like social media, a bit unfortunate for Tom was as he was racing, he'd obviously pre-released some videos that he'd done with Red Bull and whatever, where he was to the camera, face right into the camera, was like, don't tell me, because he doubled from Western States. I think it was Western States. He's doubled from a big big race i think it's western states and he won that and nobody's done this back-to-back type thing and he's like don't tell me anything's impossible and i was watching this as i'd just seen the news that he'd withdrawn because he'd been pulled out of the race because he was not too well i think but he, he sounds like he's okay so that's that's the good news anyway um jim Walters, wasn't, that, wasn't that corny de walter's Third hundred this year. Oh yeah, she did. She did the back to back, so maybe impossible is nothing for her. Yeah, is that Adidas's motto? Um, I don't know. Impossible is nothing. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's Adidas sponsored, so I view that's why I said it. Um, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jim Walmsley took the win on the men's side. Um, in a new course record of nineteen hours and thirty seven minutes. His first American man to win the iconic race is mad. 19 hours for that is insane. Anyway, um, I won't bore Josh too long, but also in the accompanying CCC race, which is the day before, we had a British winner. John Alban took the win. He's based in Norway. Um, I saw Andy Davies also raced in this and he got second in, in his age group, but I haven't got the results with me. I know Robbie Simpson was also running. I think he was sick. So John Alban is a as a pure sort of mountain type runner. So it shows you do have to have a bit of speciality in these races. Josh, anything to note? You sound like you're dying. To like you're dying. Uh, I all I would say is Andy Davis is a legend. Yeah, I agree. That's all I've got to to comment on. Yeah, we'll get him back on soon. He must have put something interesting to talk about. Must have seen some new sheep down in the valleys. Um, right, boys, what's coming up? Josh, you're, you're racing, aren't you? I am racing. Before that, I've got another exam on Friday. So I'm doing some revision uh, up to then. And then, yeah, racing on the weekends, big Welsh re- uh, road relays. Do you know what leg interesting? Up? I'm on leg two. I'm follow- unfortunately, the Nasher is on leg one and he's in pretty good shape and I feel like he's going to bring me back in the lead. It's a very strong prospect and I just don't really want that. But Again, Against the Swans? Yeah, I know Johnny Hopkins is on leg one for them and they're 18, well, and Josh Griffiths. So Josh will roll round and Johnny will run round, but Johnny isn't in amazing shape either. So I think the Nasher will... Uh, yeah, beating both. Where's Dowie? He's on leg three, thank God. 
if he was on leg two, then yeah. The, the, the problem is there's nothing in me that will let them just run away from me. I will have to try and go with them. Well, once they catch me. So there's a lad called David Jones on leg two. He's an under 20. And the advice Josh gave me is he's under 20, just get in his head. So I'm going to yeah, I'm going to try, try and do that. I mean, I'm going to do that to Shane, the Malaga one. <laughs> I heard uh, I heard on a podcast, um, Centrovit said he used to fuck around with the kids at um, US trials. So going into like the fifteen hundred, he'd say to them like, "What's your eight hundred PB?" And they'd be like, "Oh, one forty-eight." And he'd reply saying, "You ready to set a new one today?" <laughs> I like that. You in the start of that sentence, you paused. Yeah, I know. I saw your face. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad it went the way it did. Right. Um, Shane, you doing anything? Probably not. No. He's yeah. listening to the podcast back. Yeah. Yeah, I'm listening to these training weeks. It's my revision. We're going to try and get a run going on Sunday, potentially. Yeah. Or Saturday, one of the two. Who knows? I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Got got some interest already. There you go. Um, some of the southern cronies. That's it, boys. Uh, we'll speak again next week. Have a good one. Yeah, sounds good. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.